This hot, this the spot, there it is, pod.com. We're interviewing the best comedians, so tune in quick and get your ears receiving them. We're talking about life and life to stream right to you from the microphone right to your home, dude. Side note, this might get embarrassing, but no, don't sweat, yo, because there it is. Welcome to the There It Is Podcast, a comedy podcast to help you find your inspiration. I'm your host, Jason Farr. Let's do this. Thanks so much for joining us. Great episode today. We have the socks. But first, a little business. We updated our June Festival submission blog on the website. So go check that out at thereitispod.com. We added a couple of fests for you, so you just want to check that out. And I also posted last week's anniversary ep on YouTube. Brother of the show, Trey, added some fun bits to it. So go to youtube.com slash there it is to check that out. And on to today's episode. It was originally going to be posted last week, but then brother of the show, Trey, reminded me that we just had the fifth anniversary. So of course we had to accommodate and do that. Can't believe that we forgot, but hey. 2020 was weird, made it really hard to keep track of time, right? (laughs) Best friend of the show, Rob, was going to be in this episode, but he has a newborn and yada, 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 he couldn't make it. Part of having kids means they do the sock stuff that they do, but part of it means not being available all the time (laughs) because you have kids. So let's talk to best friends of the show, Jim and Clay. Here's my chat with two-thirds of socks. Best friends of the show, Clay and Jim, and Rob is here in spirit. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for being back on. Let's talk. Let's talk about the socks. Let's do it. Listeners have heard you in previous episodes. And when Rob has come on to uh, do the Pop Talk episodes, he's talked about socks at the end to promote it. Uh, but that is your band? Is that fair to say? Or what are you all calling it? Are you calling it an official band or is it? Yeah. yeah I mean, it's a, yeah, it's a project. Mm-hmm. It's a band. We're a band. Instruments. Um, Clay wants it to be a band because Clay wants to be in a band. I want to be in a band. So <laughs> you I'm telling Instagram. So you're the like, last band that I was in, I played clarinet and it was eighth grade. So <laughs> this is a big deal for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it stands for stuff our kids say. Mm-hmm. And you all, was I there at the beginning yeah. of this career because it did it come from the game nights that we were doing during uh, covid yes so what was happening was you know clay when clay started his mr clay stuff um <laughs> oh you were probably on this text chain and i was just like clay we should do a theme song for your mr clay stuff and um we started working on that and then one day he said what if we do some like real songs for like kids stuff, kids songs. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I want to do that. He thought it was a horrible idea because he did not think that. I didn't want to do, I, <laughs> my <laughs> idea of kids music was not yeah, anything like what we were doing, going to do. And at the time I was like, Clay just wants to do really cheesy kids songs. And I don't think I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the, the caveat for me was I want to do it the way we would do it and not like model our, what we're our stuff after what other people are doing. So, uh, you know, we're all kind of weird. So we just kind of started, uh, playing around with ideas, you know, Clay would come, come up with off the top of his head, just the most random stuff. He's like, Oh, and then one day it was like, Oh, Casey was doing this this morning. And it was like, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Was it robot? The robots are coming or something that you're like, Casey. Yeah, so the, Damn. so the, yep. Yeah, so we were, we were in the car and he was talking about robots and we just, when you have three children, you talk about a lot of random stuff for the most of the time. Um, anyway, so we were talking about it and I started kind of saying to him in the car, the robots are coming, the robot. And, and so then I, um, and it may have been more of like a, country song it had a different feel to it than that right like it was a different it was different than what it turned into and so then i voice recorded it real quick i sent it to jim 
and he produced some music to go along with it. And then we redid the vocals, changed the vibe of the song. And that was like the first song that we did. And we were very, it was, it, it kind of established what it was we were doing, which was um, weird, fun kids music. That's not too self-serious. And by weird, it's not, the music's not weird. The music no. is actually great. I, I would, well, I would call it more like, um, uh, engaging adult type music like you, we, mm-hmm. we, from pop to rock to funk punk blues country we do a little bit of everything but the music is i, I guess adult mm-hmm. but the, the the content the lyric content is is definitely more kid friendly and funny and and um not only will, will kids sit there and enjoy it and laugh but the parents you know it's kind of for the parents. Yeah, it's, it's like so, it's oh, yeah. written on that perspective of the shared experience that parents have yeah. with each other about their kids saying random things. Random, totally random, ridiculous things and, you know, it it took us a while to kind of figure out that that's what we were going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've mm-hmm. probably got a dozen or more songs that we worked on that never left the cutting room floor just because, you know, we kind of figured out, Hey, what if, if we did, let's do this. You know, our kids are saying just the most random stuff. Um, let's kind of keep going down this path and see what happens. So that's what we did. And here we are. Yeah, here we are. And so each of you have uh, contributed some of those kind of things. Like my kid said this random thing today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And you know, a lot of the Clay's, you know, so good with lyrics. Um, was super impressive with how he just mm-hmm. off the top of his, you know, I've been in music business a long time, but you know, Clay's really good about coming up with lyrics fast and creatively. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we vibe well off of that with each other. And, and Clay's not afraid to tell me when I've done something like come up with lyrics, he's like, I'm not really feeling that. We need to change it to this. And uh, vice versa, Clay's, Clay's uh, got a really good talent for lyric and and word content and um you know it's been a really cool experience doing that with clay because he's not afraid to try anything or i experiment with those things uh, because he's not a traditional musician so i guess just for those who have never who haven't heard me on the other ones i'm a speech pathologist right Mm -hmm. and so we play with words a lot during the day um i read lots of kids books I listen to a ton of kids music. I like tons of nursery rhymes, mm-hmm. rhyming book, just lots and lots and lots of stuff like that. And I think that I think that after doing this job for 15 years, then um, some of those the, the the way that that stuff is written has kind of seeped into my brain and I almost it drives Lisa, my wife, kind of crazy because I often mm-hmm. will like start singing something that the kids say, or I think she's just very happy that I have an outlet that's way more appropriate for it now. (laughs) Um, As opposed to like, you know, target just walking down the aisle singing to myself, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of fun. And, and um, so since Jim said some very nice things, I will also say to him, what's, what's been fun about it for me is, and you guys have known me, for gosh, how long have we known each other now? 20, what, how many years? Almost 21 years. 21 yeah. years. Summer. Um, yeah. Cause 2000, right. So y- you guys have known, like, I love creative people, but I don't know how to play any instruments. I don't like, I don't know how to do some of those things. So for me, it's been really fun to come up with silly stuff and then see Jim uh, comes in and he turns it into something that I can't even really conceptualize if that makes sense. He's, he's taking my words and he's putting music behind it. That sounds amazing. That fits the song and elevates the lyrics to a place that I didn't know that the lyrics that I was writing could go to. Mm. Um, And it's fun. And going back to what Jim was saying, what the socks are, it's, it's, you know, I listen to a lot of kids music and it's really nice to have kids songs out there that are, it's it's a kids it's kids music it's really nice to to have kids music that as an adult you can listen to and 
enjoy the music. Like the music is, I I think that's the selling point. Like there are songs that we have put put out that if you change the lyrics away from something silly, they could be legitimate songs that you listen to on the radio. And I think that that's what's fun about this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, for one, you have top-notch musicians working on it, like making the music. But sure, even as someone who, because I don't have children yet, and I still can listen to the songs and get it. I understand, you know, the reference because some of the stuff is kind of coming from the perspective of a kid, and that's where it could be relatable mm-hmm. to kids, but uh-huh. it's still re- relatable to adults because we remember when uh-huh. we were that way as a kid or some some funny thing, and then it can trigger a thought that we had uh, when we were a kid, some some silly thing we used to think or say. Right. And it too, you know, for for the whole uh, the whole time we've been doing this, we, we never wanted to have the idea that we're pandering to children, you know? So we didn't, you know, a lot of times, and, and it's not all kids music is like this. So I don't want to, we're not like bashing kids music bands and artists and things like that, but you hear a lot of this stuff. That's just like, wow, you know, kids are smarter than that. You know, they, yep. they can handle a lot more than you give them credit for. And, you know, I think it's okay to, to give them, um, a taste of music that is better or not better, but uh, more in depth than, than the silly little MIDI yeah. kid songs that you hear a, a lot of people playing for their children. And right. so that, you know, since the beginning and, and for me, it was fun because, you know, I told Clay, I said, well, you know, I, I want to, I'm going to make this music, but I'm going to do it the way when I say I, we want to hear it and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to stick to one genre um, and sometimes that's bitness in the butt. Some, sometimes songs don't work out. You know, we play it and like, okay, well, that was a bad idea. But then other <laughs> times we're like, all right, we have a hip hop song. We have a rock song. We have a hard rock song. And uh, it, for me, that's just a ton of fun because we're, we're not beholden to anybody telling us what we can and can't do. We're just going to mm-hmm. do it and see if it works. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's been awesome. You know, I've, I've really gotten to expand my, you know, as a bass player and vocalist, uh, I've, played a ton of guitar on this stuff along with Rob playing uh, all the really awesome guitar parts. Um, But then, you know, keyboards and and I'm doing the drums and, and, you know, it's the experimentation for me has been uh, enlightening and Mm -hmm. not only doing that, but uh, being the audio engineer, doing it all out of my home studio. uh, It it gave me um, something to educate myself on. Uh, learning a lot about engineering and and sound design and uh, making records not sound like I did it in my home studio. <laughs> uh, thank God there's technology now because if if we had this when we were like we've talked about this a dozen times, uh, if we had this when we were all in school together, uh, who knows what we'd be doing now? But the, the technology didn't exist to to allow us to do. This to make it sound as professional as it's yeah, not at now. home. We didn't yeah. go to a studio and pay godly amounts of money, and now you know you can just pay you know for the cost of a computer and you know, mm-hmm. how much it you is easier spend. to do now for sure. Yeah, and you have access to all those different work. patches and uh, yeah. sound qualities. There was a guy though, this was before either of you got to Winthrop, I believe it was the year before you started at Winthrop, but a guy on the eighth floor of our dorm converted his room to a music studio <laughs> he just put the <laughs> mattresses on the wall yeah and he made an album in there and he had he had some professional equipment so mm-hmm. it it did sound relatively good i mean yeah. it wasn't the little bit i heard did not sound quite as polished as what you would hear on the radio but right. it didn't sound like someone made it in their dorm room either right right well and you know I can pack up all my gear with relative ease and I can travel down to Charleston, which we've done and set up at Clay's house. And I don't have besides microphones and a a few things here and there, you don't need all this super crazy, heavy and hard to transport analog gear. It's all pretty much for what we do. Everything's digital. It's all plugins Mm -hmm. recorded straight into your DAW and then you can edit and EQ and add, all your things that you would find in a studio, you have it in a digital format. And, uh, 
it makes it makes the process for us a lot easier and more enjoyable because we're not spending hours of time setting up. Oh, yeah. Going. Right. It, I'll also say I a, a part of this that I think is fun to talk about is we started this during the pandemic, right? So, mm-hmm. so Jim and I both, I mean, everybody in the country saw major shifts in our job and changes in our time and what we had time to do. And um, it was so much, it was so nice to have time to like focus on something like this because it was nothing that I think any of us thought that we'd ever be doing. Um, yeah, it's, I it's, certainly it's think, been, didn't think you all would be doing. No, I'm kidding. I, I, if you, I'd never thought that I'd be writing kids' music and that, <laughs> and that the reception would be. I mean, people have been so gracious and supportive of us, like obviously our friends and family. But, um, recently, I guess, I guess the, the genre, right, Jim, is kindy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, th- I think we kind of fall into multiple genres with what we're doing. Um, but, um, the kindy rock community in its kids independent music has been so nice and gracious to us and supportive. And it's, it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah. I've we've enjoyed it. We're getting, it's, it's fun. How, Cause we're, we're working on our marketing and we're trying to get it out there more. Cause we're all, it's all online. We're not doing live mm-hmm. shows. We live really far apart, but uh, the fact that we're getting emails, you know, every now and then we'll pop something pops up, you know, this, this company or place organization out of Oregon or somebody out of New Mexico. Hey, can we, you know, we want to do this podcast or we want to do this radio show and we want to feature your song for this. And would you mind if we talked about it? Like, yeah, absolutely. This is great. So the, the, the natural, um, organic, uh, yeah, the organic nature of how this is all kind of done ma- makes us feel like we're definitely doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's, it's for somebody who was a touring musician for the last 15 years and then found himself not doing music at all. Uh, first of all, it was terrifying. And then secondly, I was like, well, this, but this is actually for me, it's been super rewarding because I, I get to really, you know, experiment and do things that I hadn't done before uh, with some of my best friends for the last two decades, which has been awesome. Yeah. And you got to during, even though it was during the pandemic, but when things had, uh, I guess, calmed a little bit during the pandemic, you two got to uh, spend time together and work on this together because Clay, you went up to Nashville mm-hmm. uh, to Jim's place to work on things. So that obviously helped create yep. a lot of, uh, a lot of material. Yep. Yep. We did. Uh, we we worked on a lot of Clay's vocal stuff for the songs he was singing on, but then we ended up right the night before he left. We were sitting down here in this studio and um, mm-hmm. came up with uh, Training Wheels, Training Wheels, a song on our on our debut record, uh, and it, it took us about fifteen minutes to write it. Um, it was just one of those like, oh, this is great, and then it it turned in a, a lot of people <laughs> really liked that song. One of the yep. fastest songs we've written together. Uh, one of the yeah. only songs we've written in person, I think, together. Yeah, I was about to say, I think it's the only one that we sat down. We've we've done, we have some more for like a next album that we've done, but it's the only one that, that anybody's heard. And I remember Jim just started kind of playing something on his guitar and that became the song. It was, it's it's been a lot of fun. I, I, I think both of us, all of us wish that we lived a little closer together because I think that we would be, I think that we'd be churning out stuff pretty pretty quickly. I mean, yeah, it sounded just from my position seeing you two uh, talk about things and and share videos and pics with us. I think you even FaceTime when you were there, uh, so it seemed like you were able to work really fast. Um, yeah, and that's obviously good. It it is great that you've been able to do stuff on you know, I guess online or through through messages and talking on the phone but obviously it was a lot faster to do it in person can you talk about that difference of trying to create something uh in person versus the way you had to do it most of the time for this album um so for me i think the difference is uh, pretty obvious that being in person you're having that real time back and forth but at the same time it's not necessarily well, it's better to be in person, I think, 
just because you you have you have that immediate reaction and, and back and forth. But um I still get a lot of um content from Clay doing it remotely as well. Mm-hmm. Um they both have they both present challenges. Sometimes when you're in person and you're doing it real time, um, you know, I'd like to say that I'm so creative that I can instantly come up with parts and I can just jam it out right then. But that doesn't, sometimes that does happen, but it doesn't always happen. Mm -hmm. So for me, I like being able to be down here by myself and nobody can hear all the terrible mistakes that I'm making as I'm Mm -hmm. figuring it out, coming up with instrument parts. Um, But at the same time, uh, you know, when, when you're in the room together, uh, nobody really cares that you playing wrong notes. You're just trying to figure it out. Mm Mm-hmm and making it happen and and um there's definitely a vibe difference when you're bouncing ideas off each other in person um, yeah which is great uh so, so yeah they both have their their pros and cons the con of being remote is that clay sends me something and then i'm going to take it and i'm going to work on an idea and then i'm going to send it back and then he's going to listen and he's going to give me ideas and then i'm going to take it back so it, it takes definitely takes longer mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time, it gives me the freedom to really sit and create, and I'm not really working under time constraints mm-hmm. uh, doing the remote. Um, but we, at the same time, we didn't actually do training wheels. We didn't track that. Mm-mm. Just We just came up with the idea. But we, we, we knew exactly once we played it, we were like, okay, this is what it's going to kind of what it's going to sound like. It's going to be this type of song. We knew exactly what type of song it turned into when we wrote it. Um, uh- and that doesn't I, always happen with the other songs. I think also, and and this would go for anything that the four of us do together, there's an intimacy in knowing someone for 20 years mm-hmm. that allows you to, uh, we're just comfortable in a way that I will probably never be comfortable with anybody else other than like close family members, right? So like we can, when you're silly with four people and I know that we're being kind of serious right now, but the four of us are, I would describe incredibly silly humans. And when you're, when you're like that, and I don't know, it just really plays into it. Also we are, and and Jim kind of mentioned this a little while ago, we're not, there's no playbook. There's no instruction manual for what it is that we're doing. And that's been an amazing freeing part of this because I am allowed, I'm, I can send something to Jim and he can literally do whatever he wants to with it. And, and that's super freeing and it's been fun. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and I, and I, I listen, I would love for us all to be together, but I've also, I'm like, Jim, I've kind of enjoyed being able to send something to him, get it out there and then not think of it for a couple of days and come back to it and let it, you know, let it like roll around between text messages and stuff. Like it's, it's been a nice process. Yeah. And, you know, um, we're not, you know, putting all our eggs in the basket and like saying this, if this doesn't work, we're, we're, you know, what are we going to do? This right. isn't our money making. You uh, know, it's, it's, it's currently all for fun. The money that we've generated from, you know, record sales. I mean, there's been something, but it's nothing like we're not, you know, breaking the bank. This is all just because we enjoy not only the time we've been able to spend together, but we, we actually believe in what we're, we're doing and, and mm-hmm. the, the product that we're trying to put out, we believe in, in all of it. But if it, if it doesn't make any more money from the, the money that it's already made, that's fine too, man. We're just, it's been a, such a joy. So, so, um, just real quick, this, this is the first that I'm hearing about that, Jim. Oh, well, um, so I feel like I need to say I'm out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm just teasing. Um, (laughs) sorry. No, you're exactly right. Like you're exactly right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's just so much fun. And then, you know, in part of that whole creative process, what's, um, Clay has been surprisingly unsupportive of everything that I've done. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Clay is not, uh, he'll, he'll listen and it actually like gives really good feedback, which is uh, really surprising for somebody who's not a traditional musician. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, 
I say that, but Clay is a, he's a creative person and Clay has multiple times, you know, when I'm like, Hey man, I need you to listen to this and listen to the song, not just to see how cool it is that you got your voice on a, on a record, but listen and, and give me feedback and give me notes. Cause that's how I, that's how I work with mm-hmm. when I'm doing my, my mixing stuff with all the little intricacies of the parts and Clay's not afraid to jump right in and be like, Hey, I don't like that. Or hey, I I don't I'm not sure about this, and uh, which is you know especially when you're as close as we are, uh, we never get offended, um, or Clay doesn't get offended. I, I get really mad when he tells me he doesn't like something that I've done, um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know we it, we can we can do that, and nobody's like gets their feelings hurt because right it doesn't stop the creative process. Yeah, Clay, Clay and I are on the same page, and Rob is too, but mm-hmm. Rob's relatively newborn baby mm-hmm. um and he's he hasn't been able to like be quite as involved as clay and i we're, we're talking every day about stuff and and not just on the music side of things but on the the whole social media side of things clay mm-hmm. does a really good job with that because i hate i don't like social media so i don't, really, <laughs> I don't I try to stay away um but Clay's really good about that. But we we feed ideas off of not only the music side, but like, hey, what should we doing be doing on the the social media front? Because yeah. that's we are a social media band. Because we're not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's so, talk about um, Ro- Rob's input in this. Um, he's not here to speak for himself, but he is playing. No, what? <laughs> no, but he is playing guitar part. I mean, you are also playing guitar parts. Uh, sure. I mean, both of you, aren't you? Clay, did you do some ukulele on uke on a on a song? Um, and then there's a there's probably a, on some new material. Clay's uh, mm-hmm. been discovering how to record more, and so we might see more features of Clay playing his uke. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rob has been playing. Did he do all of the solos, or did you do one of those solos, Jim? Um, I think on all of the the first record stuff, I. I believe Rob, yeah, Rob did all the soloing. Um, I pretty much did rhythm guitar part uh, on on songs. There, I mean, there are songs that I, that I just sent to Rob and said, "Hey, here's what I did for guitar." But if you can make it cooler, that'd be great. Um, and and he did that most of the time. Um, so that's yeah. how that process has has worked, where you you give him a, a pretty maybe a rough version of the song but it's yeah. got every it's got all the elements and you just it say, typically has for sure the solid drums and bass parts uh, it may or may not have keys or organ or or synth some synth parts that i've done mm-hmm. um it just depends but yeah typically i have the rough format of the song and i'll send him something and say hey here's a version with guitar i want you to kind of stick to that similar guitar part and then i'm and then i'll send him a, a version with no guitar parts at all and i kind of let him have control and he'll usually send me um what's great about rob is he's super talented um and he'll he typically sends me way too much stuff which is, <laughs> which is exactly what i want I, I i've like it's always better to send me too much than not enough and then i can just edit out like mm-hmm. things and put stuff change change things around in the part and, and make it fit other places. Um, but yeah, so Rob will send me his parts and then I'll edit them up, drop them in the the track that we're working on on that day or whenever. And mm-hmm. um, then I'll, then I'll do all the editing and, and get his parts sounding super nice and tight with, uh, with what we've been doing. So um, yeah, Rob does all the soloing. He, he does, uh, you know, the rhythm parts too. And, and then I'll come in, if I if I didn't keep my rhythm part, uh, I'll add. If I, if I feel like a part is missing, just something simple, I'll throw in a little tiny guitar part here and there, just just for like filler, mm. you know. So yeah, that's pretty well, that's much cool. how that works. So, yeah, it's 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 a, again, it's a cool concept. I'd I'd love to do something when we all get together where we're um, able to to do a a complete song. Uh, here in a room <laughs> as we're together and we can work on it real time but mm-hmm. at the same time it's it has worked out pretty great so far yeah well so, i imagine you know if uh i could see this happening if you all were in a room together and rob was like oh i can do this guitar part on rhythm yeah then that could spur some ideas for bass or even spur some lyrics right. Or just some right. some melodies or something, right? 
Yeah. And that's, um, you know, that's something I'm looking forward to. I think we're, we're, we're hoping, I mean, hopefully we can all get together again this year, uh, before the year's out and spend some time together, all four of us. Um, yeah, I'd like to be the ditty of the, (laughs) the production. I want to come in and just go, yeah, girl. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you should. That's fine. It'd yeah. probably be yes, squirrel. Because <laughs> um, oh yeah. <laughs> it's for kids. It is for kids. Yeah. Because it's for well, kids, <laughs> and kids love squirrels. <laughs> My kids try to catch squirrels very often. Well, they ever what's that, Jim? Have they ever been successful at catching a squirrel? We we have not, but we have some pretty domestic squirrels in our neighborhood like they are Mm. they are aggressively casual squirrels like they will come and sit on the porch swing and like watch me eat breakfast and drink a cup of coffee like hey man how's it going today it's expecting some food yeah they're they're hilarious yeah i mean just don't show them squirrel tiktok or all these people have domesticated squirrels because then your kids will want a pet squirrel i didn't even know that was a thing Uh. i knew a guy who domesticated a squirrel and he ran around his house and then got in his cage at night and slept it's very weird yeah well yeah squirrels raccoons people people on the internet are doing all sorts of wild stuff i think it's actually in a lot of states it's illegal to do that so probably is yeah domesticate wildlife oh yeah but there's some funny TikToks of it. <laughs> Since we're talking about TikTok, how are you all trying to use social media? Like, what is the plan of attack there? So um, for me, it's trying to convince the other two to show their faces on social media. <laughs> um, uh, I, you know, the, the plan of the the plan of attack for social media. Well, I and I know you've mentioned this. I need to understand TikTok more. I I am forty years old, <laughs> almost, <laughs> and so TikTok is. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Um, but for Instagram and stuff like that, it's it's all about community, right? It's about reaching out to other artists, other people who are doing things similar to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know interacting with them, engaging with them, sharing their stuff, and then they share our stuff and supporting each other. But it's also about um, reminding people daily and weekly and stuff it's, it's that we exist, especially with the, the group that we're trying to reach parents and kids. And I know as a parent that I might see something on Monday that I'm like, oh, that looks something I, I would love to share that with my kids. And then 30 minutes later, something's going to happen. And I'm, I'm going to forget it just because that's what life of being a parent is like. So being constantly um, available and being always present in people's streams is, mm-hmm. is the most important piece I find. I, I also run a business and I have a YouTube channel and three kids. So I, I'm, I, I would do it all the time if I could in terms of the social media stuff. But, um, you know, I, I do absolutely as much as I can. Yeah. Clay and it's fun. Play. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really, Clay's gotten kind of taken the reins on that. Uh, we do have some plans for some, you know, videos. We, we've done a lot of lyric videos for our tunes and we've had several uh, animation videos done. We, we've, uh, we've been really lucky through a contact of Clay's that, uh, has done some animations for us, um, which have come turned out great. Um, but but we do feel that. Um, are you shushing me? No, I was going to say shout out to Marcos for doing those videos for us. <laughs> and I'm like, what did I? What was I supposed to not yes. say? Shush! Don't talk about the video. Shout uh, out to Marcos. <laughs> uh, but then we 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 kind of realized that. You know, when Clay puts his mug on Facebook, the the reactions tend to be better. Um, so we're, we're we are we have we've already discussed some real t- real videos with us in them, mm-hmm. involving us, each other, our kids. Um, you know, and, and I think people like the human element. I mean, I mm-hmm. so the the on the farm video that we released, I love that video because it is it's exactly what I I see the band doing in terms of content so the on the farm video is on the farm is a song that's a bizarre it's it's a guy he's a farmer his name is old man dinglehopper 
He owns a really bizarre farm. This kid is on a field trip, goes to the farm and this guy is showing him all kinds of like really crazy animals. And Mm -hmm. I love that song. I think it's so much fun and it's so ridiculous and hilarious. Um, And so when we made the video for that, uh, we went with what looks like really generic kind of animation that you see on a lot of videos for YouTubes, but it just slowly progresses in weirdness. And I love that. It's exactly what I was hoping for was this bizarre take on the old McDonald's stuff that you see everywhere on YouTube. Um, yeah, it, it's that being said, it'd be great for us to get together and do a video for Flores Lava or something like that, where we're all yep. in the same space. You could be yeah. the lonely island of kid, yeah. kindy music. It'd be great. There you um, go. I think one of my favorite uh, comments about on the farm was a um, a person that hosts a radio show um, out of radio. Active, yeah, uh, it was what's what's it called, Clay? Radioactive kids. Radioactive kids. Yeah, and they posted a link after they had played like three of our songs, um, mm-hmm. and then they they posted on on the farm video saying that this is a hilarious take on a song which is kind of making fun of corporate kids music and i and i'm not quoting exactly what they said but it was something along like it's true it's like we're just making fun of you know first of all ourselves first and foremost and then second making fun of like how ridiculous you know a lot of kids music can be but our our way of making it ridiculous is the kind of animals that we had on our farm and how (laughs) and the kids saw right through it like Hey man, you don't right, and that's the whole point of the song. Like, it's supposed to be like it starts off real serious, and the kids just like, dude, you are out of your mind, right? (laughs) (laughs) Because perfect, because that's how kids are. Like I, one of the best things about being a dad is watching your kids realize how crazy things are sometimes it's hilarious like watching the three of my kids like look at you like wait like wait a minute you're insane and and maybe maybe i'm blessed that my kids have a good sense of humor but i mean jim your kid's not funny at all right oh god (laughs) just so the audience knows jim's kid will uh, Nora will get his phone and then go to our group text and say (laughs) insane things to us yeah, that was Nora. That was not me. That was Nora. <laughs> she's also the reason I bring her up is because she's also on the album. Yeah, she's done a few features in a few different uh, three or four songs, I think, on the on our on our uh, the stuff our kids say self titled debut record. Uh-huh. Um, but then recently, um, Nora's always shown an interest in music, and um, you know, I, didn't, I don't want to force my child to do anything, but if she's interested, I want her. I want to nurture that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was learning, she was doing a whole section of about birds in school, kind of towards the end of the year. And so she came home one day and said, Dad, we're learning about birds. And, and I want to do a song about birds. And I said, okay, well, we could probably do a song about birds. And um, she and I sat down and we kind of like, we talked about it. And I said, what if I, what if we did this song where, you know, we're talking about seeing this bird and I don't know what kind of bird it is, but because you've been studying them, you know what that bird is and you, and you, and you're, and I'm going to try to guess it. And you're just going to get more and more mad at me for just asking rid- obviously ridiculous and absurd things. And she was like, okay, that sounds good. And so we came up with this song called I see a bird and um, it came out great. She, she, uh, she's such a, like sometimes such a acts like such a grown person with like her concepts of, comedy and timing and you know uh for a seven-year-old uh, you know I'm, I'm i'm still dumbfounded sometimes that she's first of all my child because she's so smart and then um how well she has been able to uh take direction when we do songs together and, and i'm we're working on a, some new material now that uh just because she's doing so well that I think she's going to be featured a little more hopefully all of our kids are and maybe they'll just take it over after you know we're old and decrepit, but then uh, <laughs> it's been such a joy to have my uh, daughter uh, 
excited to do this kind of stuff with me and for yeah. now, right she thinks i'm cool so maybe in, in three or four more years the, that happen but for now the dynamic that you guys have as like sassy daughter and stupid dad on the songs that we've done that's not just is, on songs though that's it <laughs> well even that pro, that song you did for uh her grandmother was it her grandmother oh, that you just that's not on the album this is just something you yeah. shared with us that was hilarious. She was hilarious yeah, that's in that. About five years old, she did that. Um, really? She said a couple so that was, you know. I she can't was, believe it's been that uh, Yeah, that was, that was um, well, she could have been six, but I think she was five. Mm. It, was, it, was, it was in 2019, I think I did that. Jason. It didn't seem like it was that long ago. What's your favorite sock song? So I really like This Is The Way. Um, yeah. It has a good melody. But um, Justina, girlfriend of the show, uh, she what was it. She was saying she every when she heard them, she was like, "These are all really funny. These are really good songs." Um, so I feel that same way. But I think I have to give it to that one. But I did like uh, on the farm. Uh, what was the one? Uh, oh, hot chocolate! I like that one a lot. I burnt oh, my tongue on some. That's one of my. That's chocolate. one of my favorites too. That was <laughs> like the second or third one we did. It was the it was the second one we did. And Clay, it was funny because Clay he sent he started he just all he did was I burnt my tongue and he was doing like a robot singing it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm not gonna do it that way. <laughs> I'm gonna make this like a funky song. Uh, and kind of that's one that we like. Clay sent the first like the I burnt my tongue part, uh, and then then we then we like really worked on the lyrics real quick. And then I, I mean, I threw that song together pretty quick. I think it was like a day or two and we had that song pretty finalized. And, and I love that song because again, as a parent and as a kid, it's something that, I mean, everybody has in their excitement, burnt their tongue on something. <laughs> yeah. Our, we, we took our son. Uh, well, we, we all went as a family to this big event and they were serving hot chocolate. And I was like, case, don't drink the hot chocolate yet. You're going to burn your t- case. You don't, you have to wait. And then what did he do? But burn the ever. I mean, he was in so much pain and we had to leave the event. And as I'm sitting there nurturing him, I'm like, this is a song. <laughs> this is, this could, this is Cause it's a, it's that a hilarious a, universal thing though. That's what it, it is. It's like, yeah. is there's these universal truths of parenting. And then as of being uh, about being a kid where it's like, these things are happening to all of us. Mm-hmm. all of the time um and it and it's just it's fun to celebrate it and to be silly about it and to make songs about it yep. you know it's it, how has that become a part of your life now where you're just living your life and you go this is a song because that's what <laughs> that's what comics deal with all the time of having some experience and saying i've got a joke about like you're in your head just going oh this is the experience i'm having but there's a joke here, and I've yeah. got to talk about this. That's kind of, I mean, that's, you know, as a musician, you kind of walk around and you, you think of a melody or uh-huh. a lyric. Um, mm-hmm. And then now that Clay's more, uh, in, you know, in tune with with that, I mean, Clay sends stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I snake a week or two ago, and he sent a song about a snake bite cat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he wrote, he's playing something cool, and it's probably yeah. the best. Another thing, <laughs> but that song, that song isn't one uh, that could be used uh, the so- by the socks. Yeah, it that, can. That- <laughs> Snake bite cat. <laughs> the the name know. of the that song would be dark. Snake bite. Snake bite. Yeah, That's it got it. It and got dark, but we could. I can lighten it up. We <laughs> swampy Louisiana like uh, mm-hmm. kind of feel. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair um, enough. It's just, but it's been, it's just, it's so much fun to write silly stuff. So yeah, I mean, I I think about kids' songs now, kind of all the time, every day. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But again, people need to know. Like, I wake up and there's three kids in my house. I go to work and there's kids all over my clinic. Like, it's <laughs> it's hard for me to separate myself from what the perspective of a child might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that's like constant fodder for yes. more material. Yes. I mean, well, while the- we're, 
Well, that's uh, brought up. Well, you know, while we're talking about it, does that mean we have more albums to come? Like, when is the likelihood of a, another album? So, you know, I think we definitely have more stuff that we've been working on. We probably got about you know a half dozen, dozen, maybe even a dozen ideas that we've started um, on both ends, like with with things, you know. So yeah, there's, there will be more material, more content. I think now, I mean, we put out, I saw a bird just for Nora. So she could, she, she wanted a short class, mm-hmm. but that, that, that again became somebody contacted me about that song and said, Hey, I want to, do you mind if I take this song and play it on the radio? Right. Somebody, somebody played it on the radio station. I don't even know how they got the, they must've pulled the song from YouTube and somehow ripped the, the audio, mm. which is the terrible sound quality. Once you do that, and I would have just sent them the file, but. <laughs> people have been people have taken that song and pulled it and used it for on radio already and uh you know we're definitely excited about more stuff we, we especially now that we're you know it'd be our sophomore album mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. i think we, we're starting to kind of figure out more of like like how we're structuring these songs and how they should fit and and like even you know going down as far as talking about Hey, we should keep most songs of of a record at, at this tempo, to because that way you'll be more engaged. If they're all around here, you have you have one or two sprinkled down on like the slower ballad side, and maybe a few fast barn burner songs. But like you get you know, hey, between this range and this range, you know, it seems to keep people more engaged, and they seem to listen to these songs more frequently. Oh, um, yeah. So. Um, yeah, so there's definitely more coming, um, and we'll probably still be more along the lines of we're going to do whatever we want to do uh, as far as stylistically. Um, but we're currently just kind of still working off of the the Sox first record. Uh, there's, there's 20 songs. There's Well, 19 yeah. songs, and there's a, there's a song that has two different versions with a, my buddy Adam Craig that sang on it. Um, so yeah, I mean that's 19 songs for for a record is that's a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I, I I want people to have more time with this one. You know, it's so funny. I've got close friends who know I put out an album with my buddies and still haven't had a chance to like fully no. digest it yet. What's that? Those aren't close friends. They haven't listened. To <laughs> well, they tell me they're my close friends. <laughs> they they wish me happy birthday on Facebook. <laughs> that's friendship. Um. <laughs> No, I, 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 I'm excited for people to have some more time with this one to kind of digest it a little bit. I mean, we, mm-hmm. this whole project didn't exist pre-pandemic. And right. then three months into the pandemic, we're making songs and we've made a 1920 song album within, I mean, how many months, Jim? How, how long was that? Like six months, eight months? Yeah, we did the whole thing and yeah, six or eight months. And then it was just like, trying to figure out what we were going to do with it after that. Yeah. And, and so I think both of us and, and Rob would probably agree with this too. The, the next album we'd like to maybe be a little more picky with, if, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense too. Like I want a little more time with it. We were, everybody was so excited and they're also what we had like this invis- invisible deadline of whenever we're vaccinated, we knew that we wanted something out by then because our real lives were going to be starting back. And so we needed something tangible right right to, to tell ourselves like okay we did it and we can keep going mm-hmm. and so yeah. i feel like the next album is going to be even it's, better well i think it's for one thing you know for all of us it was a learning experience doing this all remotely mm-hmm. uh, for me um you know i wasn't you know audio engineering is a craft it is a it's not something that anybody can do and i don't consider myself an audio engineer but i ended up having to be one so i read books i did a lot of you know videos on you know how to use compression how to how to eq something and nobody thinks about like needing to eq something at all you just if it sounds good when you're playing it it should work and it doesn't work that way so i did a lot of reading i watched a lot of tutorials i i looked at a lot of people that i respected as engineers and watched features on how they did things and um that first socks record was me learning how to do everything um and um you know i think the next one now that i've i still still have you know more to learn but i've i've enjoyed that's again i've i've loved everything i've done you know learning how to be an engineer Mm -hmm. 
for music uh, has been pretty awesome. And uh, I, I'm excited to, to see what uh, happens on the next round of stuff now that we've all kind of already jumped in. We, we dove in head first and now we're, we're kind of deep in the water uh, and ready for, you know, whatever comes next. Uh, it's going to be, you know, we've already got song ideas. It, um, so we just got to figure out the the next step. What are we going to do? When are we going to start actually recording um, and putting out new, new content um, that's not our debut record? Dope. Well, I'm excited too. Are you? I'm just kidding. Yeah. That <laughs> well, I, I sounded, that sounded really fun. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was uh, you? That was me. I'm the one who did that. Um, well, we're at the end of the episode. It's time to create something together, fellas. Uh, uh, this has been fun. Let's demonstrate how you come up with a song, maybe. like I mean, I've seen it a million times because Clay, even just joking around, will just have some random song that he's throwing out, um, making silly lyrics to. Uh, so how can we demonstrate that for the listeners? Um, yeah, do we I'll have... What what would you need first, Clay? Would you just need a let's let's see what Jim this what first of all Jim is wearing shorts and he's such a big person that when he's in shorts it just is always unsettling to me. <laughs> Jim is six seven, so that means his shorts are five feet long. Everybody, <laughs> it's unnerving. <laughs> so he's got his base. Now he's got his base. Uh, I'm wondering if it if the audio of one will cut out the audio of another. Yeah, it probably won't work, mm-hmm. but it'll be fun. Yeah, well, yeah, let's just let's just go with it. Yeah, I don't think this is gonna work. We yeah, I don't think it is either. Because we can't really record through. Not, it won't speak up. So I'm not going to do anything because I said so, and I don't want to. <laughs> okay well let's just uh at least just talk through the process and then okay we, so we the, the, process. the process on my end would be so i've got a ukulele i am not a musician so so let's keep that in mind for the audience out there um so i've got a ukulele i can play like five chords on it so i'll i'll start doing stuff like this what'd you say so you only need three i know um I'll start doing something like that. Just trying to figure out things. So one that I did recently was Robot Cat. Can I talk about that one, Jim? Whatever. So with Robot Cat, I was and then I sent this to Jim. And what came first? Were you just noodling? Well, yeah, I was just doodling. And so I'm I'm doodling, and then I was like, what does this what what words fear robot cat what do we feed you robot cat how'd you get up in that tree robot cat (laughs) robot cat (laughs) and so then i would send that to jim and he would take that and make it a thousand times better than what i just did (laughs) and so yeah parliament fuckadelic yeah but I'm done. It'll be a lot. The tempo will be very different. I take what Clay does and um, makes it better. It's um, makes it not bad. I make a reduction out of it, a nice reduction, <laughs> and then yeah. I build it back. He deconstructs up. it, deconstruct <laughs> and rebuild it. And uh, but yeah, it it starts with noodling for me, and then mm. or or I'm sitting at a red light and something pops into my head. Yeah, you yeah. send us a ton of recordings of just you. It's, it's always like some different random street. Um, lot, yeah, because Clay stuff, it, it the recording saved as the street that he's on, mm-hmm. and then uh, sometimes he sends it without any context. He just sends these random recordings, and which is hilarious. It's always a surprise. You never know if it's yeah. what it's going to be. Yeah. I like to keep you guys on your toes. Yeah, well, you definitely do. So, Jim, when you get that song, and, and uh, like like. Clay sends you something he's thinking of. 
how do you deconstruct it? Do you say, uh, uh, this, this, like, how do you get to the point, point of saying, like, ah, oh, it sounds like a parliament song or something? Like, what well, you- so <laughs> <laughs> usually I, I kind of try to keep it in the vein of like what he's played stylistically, but that doesn't always happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I typically will take, first of all, I got to figure out the tempo that it sits best at. You know, so Clay sometimes sends stuff and he doesn't play it to a click. He just plays it and sends it to me. So then I'll figure out, hey, this sits better a little bit faster or a little bit slower. Um, and then I'll grab either my bass here or, or guitar or I'll grab the piano and figure out the changes that he's doing. And uh, a lot of times I'll just keep them real simple, like what he's doing. Sometimes I'll I'll, I'll add to it. We'll, we'll make it a little cooler or funkier or mm-hmm darker or brighter whatever uh, you know i'll just figure out the best progression that we can come up with and i'll usually do like um a first verse and a chorus or if sometimes clay does the chorus first and then a verse and i'll just kind of put parts in and send him hey here's a verse here's that first verse that you did with different instrumentation different voicings um and this is kind of how i'm feeling it should go and then we just kind of go back and forth from there. Like, okay, I think you should go here now and then I'll go here and then I'll do this and we'll go back to this. Um, so then it's just back and forth, uh, typically for a little bit until we get the structure of the song. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's, that's pretty much it. It's, it's seems complicated, but it's not that complicated. No, it's just, it's just getting it down and then, okay, great. I like this idea. And then once we have a rough idea of the outline and how we want things to go then i'll start layering everything up and um then once that's done then i'll go to my mixing process um and i think that was the thing clay had to get used to at first because i would send stuff and it wouldn't be mixed very it would be a super rough mixing like man i don't know i i don't know if i i can't understand this part i don't know what's happening here I'm like i'm just i'm just throwing parts in first and then uh, then once once we get everything in then i sit back and I'm not going to touch any instruments. And I'm going to start mixing and cleaning everything up, making everything sound the way that I think it should sound. And um, once we all agree that everything sounds nice, nice, I go and master it, make it loud, so we can put it on radio. Super easy. Guys. Yeah. Everybody can do it. So when you hear the songs from him, <laughs> when you hear his songs, do you think... Um, are you going through a process of like, uh, that doesn't work. Uh, that one works. This one, this one might work or, or Uh, is it pretty much like, how can I make this work regardless of the song? So I think at first we kind of were like, um, we would grab anything and working on it. Um, and then we, there were a couple of songs that, I mean, we, we tracked, I mean, all the way up to it, the song getting mastered. And I mastered mm-hmm. it, and which is, you know, when you're doing mixing, mixing is a long process. It's for me, it, it can take a couple of days to get a song where I feel like it's mixed right. And then you got to master it. And that can take a while too for me. Um, and so we had done that with like two or three songs. And then we get back and listen to them. We're like, man, I don't I, this. <laughs> uh, there was a song that we had called Can I Get a Hamster? Jim had already worked on it for many hours. And then he came down to my place. We we did track. We did all kinds of stuff for it for like another two hours. And I remember taking the headphones off my ears and looking at Jim and saying, I do not like this song. And he looks at me and he goes, great, me neither. Let's get rid of it. And I'm like, what have we done? We wasted so much time. But it, but you have <laughs> well, to see it through. It. You have to get you there. Yeah. To, yeah. That's, that's you don't, part of the process. The music sounded really good. It re- the, the music uh had a like lost lonely boys kind of vibe to it and uh unfortunately just the rest of the song sucked yeah it just didn't it just didn't work um, yeah there, there's been i mean several of those that we've come up with and we're just like yeah okay we're, i know we've put a lot of time into this one but um it's a no for me man and and clay and i are usually on the same page when we, we both know it you know we've we've Sometimes early on, we were trying to make a song work and it just didn't work, but we tried to do it anyway. And, um, you know, then, you know, now we're at the point now we can kind of figure it out. We're like, okay, this isn't, I don't feel this song. I don't think this is the right, right idea for what we're doing. Um, and so we've, we've kind of got a better handle on it now. 
That's cool. Well, there it is, fellas. Thanks for being on the podcast. Thank you Again. for having us, Mr. Farr. <laughs> Those guys are jackasses. Really great having them on. Hope you enjoyed that. Really proud of them. Why don't you check out what they've got going on on thesocks.com. That's S-O-K-S. And also check out MrClaySLP.com because Jim and Clay do stuff with that. That's Mr. Spelled Out. On Twitter, you can follow them at the underscore socks, Instagram at the socks official, and Facebook at the socks. Don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and follow us on YouTube.com slash there it is. Also, subscribe to our comedy lifestyle newsletter and support us if you can. We have a Patreon and a PayPal. Go to thereitispod.com for newsletter and support info. Links in bio to all the things. Great episode next week. Until next time, be good to each other. The music for the theme song was created by Neil Brooks. The rap was written and performed by Nick Acevedo. The logo for There It Is was created by Jeff Prater. The There It Is podcast is produced by Jason Farr. (laughs) 